Well, hi there, everybody. Welcome back to our growth group for one John study. We're up to number four, study four. The first question is, does God love the world? Should we love the world? Uh, the question is to get people talking about the difference in our understanding of the word world. So John 3.16 says God loves the world and the believer is to receive and be thankful for everything God has created in the world. The world is good and can be even loved. We can love a sunset and we can love a good curry, for example. At the same time, there is in this world a lifestyle of opposition to God. This would be better termed worldliness. God does show love to worldly people like we were by sending Jesus, but he doesn't love worldliness. We too are to love the broken world. There is some merit in the phrase, love the sinner, but hate the sin. There are some problems with that phrase too. We can talk about it another time. <clears throat> Excuse me. But we are not to love worldliness. The next question, what word is repeated six times in 2.15 to 17? And it's the word world. The world keeps turning up in 1 John. Do a search of the word world in 1 John and you'll see. So in these verses, 15 to 17, they act as the topic paragraph for the rest of the letter. So they're very important verses to make sure we grasp. The next question, I've printed the verse there, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. And the question is, what are the two ways to live according to this verse? Well, hopefully it's clear. We either love the world or the Father. We are either worldly or godly. And this is talking to Christians. The next question, how is this similar to what Israel was told in Deuteronomy 30, 15 to 20? Well, do read those verses together and see that they were to turn away from idolatry. Now remember, idolatry is what the very last verse of 1 John says we are to forsake and turn away, for, to keep ourselves from. Idolatry was to bow down to other gods and worship them. What do you think, uh, why do you think it is impossible to love the Father and the world? The reason that we cannot love both is explained in the next verse, which begins with the word for. Uh, but before you leap to it, listen to what people have to say and then use that next verse to compare what they say to what the Bible says. So verse 16 says, For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, comes not from the Father but from the world. So the question there is, what does John mean by the world? He does not mean the physical creation and everything good that God made. Rather, he means the world of rebellious humanity. Uh, how is that world described? That is the world of rebellious humanity. Well, it's in the following three phases, phrases, I should say. The first I've asked there, what is the lust of the flesh? Well, your Bible may have the word lust, but is better translated desire. When we read lust, we think sexual sin, which is true, but this is not limited to that. So have a look at Galatians 5, 19 to 20, and see that it includes things like hatred and envy as well. Spend some time thinking through this because it is worth us really identifying what the lust of the flesh is 
and so knowing that we are to turn away from it. Uh, lust of the flesh could be expressed by things like, we call it retail therapy. We go off to buy things just to give ourselves a little bit of a fix. Um, we've got to ask ourselves whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. What is the next question? What is the lust of the eyes? Again, the word lust is desire, but here it is of the eye, of the eyes. So it is not just looking at pornography, but looking at desires. Uh, Eve in the um, in the creation story saw that the fruit was desirable. Saw that the fruit was desirable desirable. Satan showed Jesus all the kingdoms of the world. The Ten Commandments say, do not covet what you see your neighbour has. Uh, in the modern world, the endless scrolling of social media can be an expression of the lust of the eyes, I suppose. Seeing what someone else has and despising them for having it and you wanting it is part of worldliness. I wonder if we've ever looked at somebody else and what they have and thought, I wish I was them. Uh, this could be our lust of the eyes. Again, spend some time in your group thinking through what this is so that we know what to combat. The world is a wonderful place to live in, but because of sin, it is full of worldliness. So we need to watch what we have got our eye on. Uh, the next question is, what is the pride of life? And uh, what I've put there, that this is the, uh, what I've thought is that the uh, pride of life is the pride of our life apart from God, our desire to be God. Uh, the story in Daniel of Nebuchadnezzar is worth looking up and to see his pride. But also Isaiah 14, uh, 12 to 17, this has often been thought to be about Satan, but it is not. It is about humans rising up to try and take God's place. Verse 17, the world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. What is passing away in this verse? Well, John is not saying that the physical world is passing away. Rather, he is saying that worldliness or the darkness is passing away. Hence, world here is contrasted to doing God's will, and that is godliness. Worldliness is passing away, not the world. What is lasting is doing the will of God. What does it look like to do the will of God? Well, to do God's will is to act on his word. And the word in 1 John is to believe that Jesus is the Christ and the fulfillment of the Old Testament and not to be lured away from that. It is also to live a life of love toward others like Jesus did. 1 John, in 1 John, the temptation was to listen to the Jews who said that Jesus was not the Christ. Uh, the world of false teachers is what we need to watch out for, and that is in the next study. This section, however, pertains to the desires of the world. The world is full of transitory desires that are not from God. Just living in this world with its attractions can cause us to question our faith. We know the things of this world will pass away, yet we can spend so much time chasing them that they become our source of comfort and assurance. The transitory desires of the world can make us lose focus on Jesus and strip us of assurance. 1 John 
reinforces and is written so that we will not love the world. That first phrase, do not love the world, is a strong imperative. It is both descriptive of the Christian, we are not lovers of the world, and it is also the direction that we are continue to focus on, not loving the world. Well, there is our next study. It's only a few verses, but very, very important and programmatic for the next section of 1 John. So it's very important that we grasp it. So I hope that you get a lot out of your Bible study, your growth group this week, and I pray that it will go well with you. See you later.